For our next review, we're going to be doing Barry season four. Um, it is done. Um, mm-hmm. Everything like that. This is the final season. They had the series finale this past, uh, like last Sunday. So everything's wrapped up. This is the Bill Hader show. Um, before it was kind of started off like, oh, it's this little quirky kind of dark mm-hmm. comedy, but then it just mostly just kind of mostly just got dark uh, mm-hmm. after after pretty much <laughs> yeah. season one. Yeah, after season one, season two kind of delves more into that darkness. <laughs> And then seasons three and four are, in many ways, they're basically horror. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, you see this guy, Bill Hader, he's playing the titular character Barry, um, who's just becoming more and more deranged as kind of things mm-hmm. go on. You have all these kind of, you know, there really is no really good person, quote unquote, in the show. Like all these people no. are really kind of, you know, morally gray or just, you know, mm-hmm. bad people, uh, because you have, you know. A hitman and you have gangsters um in this um and it's done with such a really good comedic tone with everything mm-hmm. and you know given bill Hader, who is you know doing the show who you know of course he's mm-hmm. a comedian was on snl for a long time yeah, em- uh, yeah emmy winning comedian it's uh one of our great snl performers a steady uh kind of comedy mainstay it was like you go back into like the 2000s comedy boom, especially with the rise of like people like Judd Apatow. He was in all of those. Mm, yeah, very true. Um, so I this is if you've never seen Barry, we're gonna discuss a lot of elements from the show, especially mm-hmm. from the past season. We'll discuss season four. So if you haven't mm-hmm. watched the show at all, we're gonna be discussing that. Um, I don't think we're probably gonna get too spoiler with season four. I uh I feel like you can't really talk about the ending of the show without going to spoilers. You can't talk about a lot of what Bill Hader was going for with telling this story. Okay. So, okay. We discussed a little spoilers mm-hmm. there with, with season four then. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, in this season, uh, in this season four of Barry, if you've watched the other past seasons, um, he got put in prison um, for mm-hmm. murdering his acting coach's uh, fiance there. I think she yeah, it was his fiance. Yeah, his, his girlfriend. girlfriend. No, it was oh. just his girlfriend. Oh, just his girlfriend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just his girlfriend. Um, got put in prison for that. Um, they're in prison, you know, he's trying to strike up a deal with the FBI, trying to work out something there. First, which originally was Fuchs' deal, which is Stephen Root's <laughs> character yeah. there. Um, yeah, Fuchs is such a fascinating character because he's like this, if I can't have him, no one will. And the second uh, Bill, the second Barry apologized to him after he's like within a, beaten within an inch of his life, Fuchs is like, yeah, I'm with Barry again. Yeah. It's interesting, like, you know, his relationship, and you see mm-hmm. a little bit more of Barry's past here in this season. Also, you kind of see a little bit of comparisons between Fuchs and between uh, Henry Ruthless' character, mm-hmm. uh, and how, like, yeah, it's just kind of like these father figures in his life of people kind of guiding him and kind of telling him what to mm-hmm. do and trying to, you know, to have his... Because this season kind of started off, with the series kind of started off with wanting him to find purpose. He's like, mm-hmm. I kind of want don't want to do the Hitman thing anymore. I'm kind of beyond that. I want to find more purpose in life. And then he gravitated towards acting and he found a father mm-hmm. figure in that uh, with Henry Winkler. Uh, but then, you know, you had kind of the old life always kind of calling the back mm-hmm. uh, there. And it was always these, these funny kind of happenstance that it would happen where he'd be like, okay, I'm trying to get out of the life. But then somebody was like, even when somebody would catch him, he'd be like, I need you to kill somebody. You know, and they would <laughs> right back to where he was. It was like, that's like, and yeah, that, one of my favorite moments of that was in season two. It was the episode before 
the iconic episode Ronnie Lilly. Where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, I got you on tape. You kill this guy. It all goes away. It's like, and it just cuts out with him saying, what? Yeah. Like, I, the thing about Barry is it's very, it's very akin mm-hmm. to, it, so, okay, it's kind of, okay, so it's kind of like Dexter in the sense of, mm-hmm. and I've said this, I think I've tweeted this, I was like, if I knew Dexter lived next door to me, I'd bake him cookies once a week. It's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you're saving, the, you're, saving the, you're saving the taxpayers this much by killing these people, these mm-hmm. child molesting pieces of shit, awesome. But the thing is, Barry just kills because he's good at it. Mm-hmm. And there's a yeah, it, like it, it's yeah, it's it's like something that I think, uh, especially once you get towards the end of the season of uh, the series, and you listen to Bill Hader talk about the character of Barry, I feel like in uh, something that was his intention, he wanted to demystify characters like this. Yes, because so much of uh, you know these like Sigma male alpha YouTubers, they quote like they quote Heisenberg, they quote like Dexter, they worship people like Patrick Bateman and, and Bill Hader wanted to remove all of the glamor off of that. Yeah. Yeah, Really deep down into, no, this dude is a psychopath. Yeah. And there is just that point where you realize like, nah, Barry is just Mm. like, Barry's just a monster. uh, Like, Mm. like one that's capable of feeling regret at points. He, but, he's he's capable of feeling regret, but and this gets really fascinating towards the la- latter half of this season. He's capable of feeling regret, but he also refuses to take personal responsibility for the things he does. And that's the key component right there is that there's a point where the sympathy and the guilt is just non-existent. And, and so and so much of the of the show is testing your your capacity for empathy for Barry. Yes. And to and to an extent, the other characters like Gene Kusno, like Sally, and like Noho Hank. And the show is constantly picking and prodding you and testing your the limits of your empathy. The thing that's so fascinating about Kusno is that he's so much like Barry in the sense mm-hmm. that his line keeps getting like he keeps moving the goalposts as far mm-hmm. as what he's willing to do, but trying to justify that he's a good person. And mm-hmm. and there and, and in the same way that that killing is really all Barry knows at the end of the day, being a fame whore is all Snow <laughs> really wants. Like at the end of the day, like because the show does a great job of making you think like Kusno, like losing the person that he's supposedly yeah it's, he's gonna learn from this and at the end of the day yeah, you lo- know, yeah losing no. yeah losing the person he loves finally catching the man who did it you feel like in the show sets you up so well as like yes this is gonna change him and that lasts for about like five seconds <laughs> yeah and it's just it's tragic in the way especially and really quite selfish when you think mm-hmm. about it and the fact that he gets more closure than so many other people most hmm. people that would be in a situation where someone they love gets killed yeah like he, he, yeah even a, a big plot point that was in season three it was like fukes trying to sick the families of barry's victims onto him is like yeah. kusino got so much more closure than any of them yes and, and to see that not be enough and he's the one that caught him too you're mm. just like dude you literally brought him the justice it's, he can't let it go yeah it's characters that that cannot take their win 
that are just yeah. so narcissistic and so fame and glory hungry that they cannot accept the win they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, so here, like you said, he's, he's in prison at uh, the beginning at the start of the season. Uh, you see him um, and kind of more kind of trying to come to grips with things mm-hmm. of like, okay, maybe I'm going to be in it for a while. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, he's still trying to get in touch with, back in touch with uh, Sally, who was his mm-hmm. girlfriend there who just left. I mean, at the end of the day, she just, after she, she just took, got on the plane and went back home. And I like how, not just with Barry, but with everybody in the show, you really get to expand upon a lot mm-hmm. of these characters. And when yeah. Sally goes back home, you see, you see kind of her upbringing. Mm-hmm. Where she kind of has more of a yeah pushover father and kind of an overbearing mother yeah a, a yeah a mother who is really dismissive of her who the entire time it's like uh, something that they do in the show in the in the first episode it's like they watch the show that Sally made in the previous season together the one that was talking about uh her past with her abusive partner and the entire time all her mother is talking about is you used his actual name i'm gonna have to talk to his mother now which which immediately makes you go a that's what you're taking away from the show and then your the your immediate follow-up is wait you still talked with mom like you're still on speaking terms like it's it's such a one-two combo that you're like oh mm-hmm. fuck and then so, so I think we've all had an ex mm-hmm. or a friend that we had to cut off where we where you meet the parents and you realize, oh, this puts so much of your red flags in perspective mm-hmm. because of how your parents are. And that is like it's textbook mm-hmm. with her parents. It's like Yeah, it, it's shit. like yeah, one parent is like wholly dismissive of everything she has to say. And her father is just like, She's my princess, she can do no wrong. Which is just like a recipe to create a narcissist. He's he's just trying to get he's just trying to get through the day so his head can hit the level. Like that's exactly <laughs> like, like like he's in survival mode. Like 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 we're in that episode of that seventy show where uh, um, Betty White, R.I.P., uh, and her husband show uh, Kitty's parents show up, and you just go, you get why Kitty laughs the way she does when she's frustrated because her mother is just. Such a backhanded bitch. You're just like, God damn. Like, like, this is a shit that crushes someone's self-esteem. And here's here's what I'll say about this that that made me hate uh Barry and um Sally, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's what made me honestly hate them so much in this season. It's bad enough, and again, to go back, like we've all been out at a bar or whatever, and you see that couple that's hanging out together and you're just like, oh man, y'all are like so close to a fight or you're like, like, <laughs> you, you, like, like you know, like Nick, you know, you go to clubs and you know what I mean. Where uh, you're like, I, like the body language is just I, off. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> and, and, and then part of you, 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 you know, yeah, like part of, part of you is <sighs> like, I know I should get out of here, but I kind of want to watch the fireworks. Ex- exactly. And that's bad enough. But they bring a kid to this world, and the oh, whole. Uh, no, 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 spoilers, oh, 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 right. oh, 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 shit! Are we not talking spoilers yet? Oh, uh, not at the moment. <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say anything. What? <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, but uh, all of that stuff, uh, stuff that uh, Bill Hader is working on, trying to again expound more on the characters of Barry, Sally, and Jean, and Fuchs, getting them into these new places. And so much of Fuchs. like his, his so much of a, a hater as a writer, he wanted to explore 
what is it going to be like when these characters get exactly what they want and going into like the monkey, the monkey's paw of it all and how you got on paper exactly what you wanted, but then digging into that. Nah, your life is still fucked. It's that, it's that fascinating point of when a writer kind of writes himself to a Mm -hmm. corner intentionally. Mm-hmm. That's really what they did, like you know, with that's, Barry. Yeah, that's Barry been. Yeah, that's been every season of this show, and somehow Bill Hader, Alec Berg, the entire crew behind this, they managed to do it. Yeah, but, I, I would rather have a show, and and and, and I won't be, and I won't lie. <laughs> like there is that part of me that's like, ah, uh, I'm sad it's over, but mm-hmm. I would rather have a show get out while the getting's good mm-hmm. than stretch out past, you know. Six seven seasons. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather. I'd, well, it's not even like I'd rather have. I'd rather have four perfect seasons of TV. Yeah, like exactly. I would say. Like I would say, Barry is, and just to get my final thought, thoughts out there. This is peak television. Oh, absolutely! It's like every single week, I was absolutely gripped. I was laughing. I was in awe of uh, Bill Hader's uh, strengths as a director, his use of cinematography, his use of negative space. Because there are points in this where I would just think. Yo, can we get Bill Hader a horror movie to direct? Because I feel yeah. like he would crush that shit. It it feels like that's where he's probably heading. <laughs> like, um, I, I uh, think it's yeah, season... a, a, another great sketch comedian going into horror. Yeah, I, I, I think there, I think it's season three. Yeah, should be season three where he's trying to kill Fuchs, and he does. There's that shot of him walking to the darkness. Oh, that that. that... That's the last shot of uh, season two, actually. Oh, oh, it's two. Okay, and that is still one of my favorite like shots I've seen in the last five years. Where I was just like, "Holy shit, yeah, you I, nailed this!" Yeah, and then you get uh in season three a, a reverse of that where you have Sally. This is after this video of her ch- just screaming at her former assistant and her entire ranch. She's just slowly backing up further and further into the darkness. It's and that uh, visual motif comes back beautifully in this season. That rant in particular on the elevator is one of those things where you go. So it did remind me somewhat of like the Christian Bale mm-hmm. rant. Um, <laughs> I, and, I, that, and I think that was intentional. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because but, as as much as this show is a is kind of a psychological character study. It's also a deep satire into the entire like culture and system of Hollywood. It it's very reminiscent. I think I thought a lot of people thought about the Mel, those Mel Gibson tapes where <laughs> when you kind of read the transcript, you went, okay, this, like, could, oh. this could sound like me, like, 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 like fucked up, but maybe funny. But then you actually hear the it's, audio. Yeah. And you're, like, <laughs> and you're like, Oh no, Ooh. this isn't funny at all. And, and and that's how that elevator scene comes off because because if i heard like that on tmz i'd be like oh that that sounds like it could be kind of but then you see it and you're like well, I mean, oh, yeah no, there's, there's a yeah it's like you it's like you hear about it there's you know there's two sides to every story we, we gotta like hear more information but, but yeah video, there's a video yeah that video is <laughs> damn it's damn yeah and and i love how it comes back into the season and i really want to get more into that but we really got to go into spoilers yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, because she's speaking with her agent, uh, agent we've seen in the past couple of seasons about, you know, where does her career kind of go now that Barry's in prison and, mm -hmm. you know, and what, what she's, she to do? Yeah, and she's publicly known as a as his girlfriend. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you're the girlfriend of, you know, a serial killer, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess you could go down an avenue of being in a reality show or doing a podcast and making yeah, a lot but, of money that way. Yeah, but Sally's narcissism won't let her do that. And something that I think is so beautiful is like she has so many avenues to get out of this life, but because she is so hungry for fame and glory and praise, she can't. Yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, fascinating that she would see a podcast as a step down. And that's <laughs> like, but that's like a, that's a thing when you think about the division yeah. between TV and, you know, or doing a streaming show versus being in, mm -hmm. in the film, you know, I'll, or, so many people, or yeah. you know, uh, this, uh, just getting back to what we talked about in Spider-Verse, this like perceived uh, step down in quality of going animation versus live action. Because yeah. I think, I think that was a joke in uh, the first season. It was like they were talking shit about an actor who just did the mocap for like Pinocchio. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, like mm -hmm. so. But there is definitely those notions that mm -hmm. you know Hollywood definitely has. So seeing it portrayed in the way that Sally does, you go, yeah, this unfortunately makes sense. Oh, yeah. and yeah, real quick, this probably has my favorite just cameo by a director I think I've ever seen. Yeah, with so uh, good. I, I think in. It's either in episode five or six where we have a cameo by uh, Sean Heater, who directed uh, one of my favorite films, uh, 2021, was it? it uh, Coda, which won Best Picture. Yes, that sounds right. And yeah. she's like brought in as the director of this, like, <laughs> definitely not Marvel movie. And mm -hmm. she's talking about it. It's like, yeah, Coda, it was a very personal story about working with dedicated actors. And now I'm working with supermodels in Halloween costumes. I feel yeah. like the people will go to see Mega Girls and then say that woman directed Coda and just mm. see the life drain out of her during that entire monologue. It's so it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that's I feel like that's Bill Hader shutting the door on directing a Marvel movie. It was it was funny because in that moment, like so how do I put this? I definitely rolled my eyes at the joke, but it's funny. Like, two things can be <laughs> because, be, be, because I got exactly what they were saying. It's like, oh, you're talking about all these, you know. And, you know, Florence Pugh just came out and talked about how so many of her indie friends yeah, were like. Filmed, yeah, like, film Twitter was mad that she took the marble check. Yeah, and I'm like, y'all, like, these people need to eat. Like, I'm sorry. Like, don't worry, darling. Hey. Isn't God ever wants to get paid in dick, all right? <laughs> 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 Like sometimes people need a fucking check. It's like so. It's like, motherfucker, success is not owned; it's rented, and the yeah. rent is due every day. <laughs> right. And you're about to get evicted. It's like, like I, I don't blame her. What? I'm sorry. What? Five, like eight years ish, probably guaranteed work. I don't blame her. Should I do that shit too? But yeah, I do that it, in a heartbeat. But it's it's fascinating that again that juxtaposition mm -hmm. of people going like, oh, you're. It's mm. so crazy, and I, Nick, we've talked about off mic how mm. people forget how much indie shit Ruffalo typically does. Like that's pretty mm. much all Ruffalo does. But every so often he goes, "Ah, turns green," and people go, "Like, oh, that's right, you <laughs> are like, in these." Like, it's like, "Ah, turn green. I need to pay off my mortgage." Yeah, but yeah. Ruffalo, like that's his. Like, go through his filmography. His filmography is 
85% indie shit. It's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The- yeah, going back to Barry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's something uh, you need to check. <laughs> but going back to Barry, I think um the real standout of the season is a hundred percent Anthony Kerrigan. Yes. Because because uh, uh, uh his performance as Noho Hank, he initially started the show uh, as a joke character. He was like this breath of light every time he was on and something that the show does so well is that incongruency of uh this character who is just so nice and so friendly who it would probably be, be better suited to being like a hotel manager and he is this this hard-nosed gangster or at least he wants to be and yeah. very much like uh the theme of the show is characters getting exactly what they want in the worst way possible and yeah. his yeah. performance, especially in the like last five episodes of this show, it is give this man all of the awards and give this man all of the work possible. Yeah. It's it's fascinating to see people, to your point, get what they want, but to see the darkness like that. Mm-hmm. Like, as you mentioned, that kind of monkey paw aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like bedazzled without the humor in, the, in, in like what they get what they want because when they it happens. You just see this slight turn, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's what it's was his uh, partner's name? Oh, Cristobal. Cristobal. Yeah. Cristobal. Oh, you don't remember going 50 50 with Cristobal? <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. 50 <laughs> 50 uh, with Cristobal. So, what's kind of going on with them this season is that they're trying to start their own criminal mm-hmm. organization. Um, well, they're, they're, you know, trying to unite the, you know, yeah. unite all these different gangs. Mm-hmm. Uh, together and everything like that and have this very criminal meeting inside of a Dave and Buster's amongst other witnesses. And I mean, uh, it is the bestest place on earth. Dave and Buster's uh, has never gotten better advertisement than it did. <laughs> it did, it did I mean, like, I mean, I just got a text from my sister that next weekend, my brother-in-law's birthday is going to be at Dave and Buster's. I boom. It's working. Oh, no, <laughs> sadness. Oh, wait, are you are going or you're not going? No, I can't go. I have duty. Oh, weekend. Curses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I mean, have Anthony, a stream to run also. That's uh, true. <laughs> and Anthony Kerrigan and his character Noel Hank, it's it's like kind of a situation of Breaking Bad with uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Paul's Jesse, where his character was supposed to be killed off in the mm-hmm. first season, yeah. which was actually the very first episode. Uh, but you know, they the creators of the show liked him so much, Bill Hader and Alec Bird, that they were like, "Oh, well, we should keep him on." I think that's a brilliant decision. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can't imagine this show without him because he is fantastic as Noel Hank. And to see where that storyline goes with him, uh, because there is a time skip in this. After mm-hmm. I think it was after episode five, mm-hmm. I think uh, there is an eight-year time skip that mm-hmm. does happen in it uh, that they go into. But uh, we're going to get into that uh, mm-hmm. with the spoiler talk. Um, so, final thoughts, rating for Barry season four. Okay. Josh, uh, I feel like I gave my final thoughts. I think that this is an absolutely brilliant season of television. I love something that I love about this show is that it for the previous three, it danced that tightrope of balancing horrific tragedy and, you know, rip roaring comedy. And while this season, I feel like it leaned much more into the horror and the more uh, psychological like drama aspects of this. I still think it's still hilariously funny. Oh, yeah. I like, so much of it is, it's like, you can't look at some of the scenes in this and not laugh. Yeah. It's like, if you can, but I feel like it, it was just an absolute flex of direction from Bill Hader proving that it's like, 
goddamn, if you give this man a project he's passionate about, he will give you an absolute stunning work of art. And the commentary I think that he does, it's so beautiful. And I think this is up there with one of my greatest season uh, series endings because of how many uh how many interpretations you can have of it i mean i've i've been fortunate of being able to watch this uh multiple times i think i've watched it three and every single time i've rewatched this ending i've come away with a different interpretation of it and i think that's something beautiful that bill Hader and alec berg have managed to create with the show i give it this is peak television my only problem with it is that because they knew that this was going to be a final season, they did include that time skip. And I feel like we could have gotten so much more interesting stuff if we got a season playing out in between that. Mm. I yeah. think that's, I think that, I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hunter. Yeah. Um, this, this is right there as far as the season that's right there with, uh, like the wire season two justified season two as just some of my favorite uh dexter season four just some of my favorite seasons of tv where i just go god you just you nailed this uh, warrior warrior uh, season two. <laughs> oh well yeah, i'll I learn think. about it soon <laughs> <laughs> but um atlanta season three um would be in there in there for me too i i just love so much of what this is and Bill Hader clearly knew where he wanted to take this. This is directed with a sort of confidence that you go, mm-hmm. okay, you're a couple seasons in, you've worked out, you know, whatever shortcomings you think you had and you're, you know, you're flexing right now. Um, yeah, and yeah. And, and I've listened to a little bit of uh, the prestige TV podcast where Bill haters come on to talk about it. I mean, the last couple episodes he's been absent because he, you know, was in solidarity with the writer's strike, but he is, that uh brilliant but he always gives credit where it's due he's always giving credit to the production designers to the editors of the show to the cinematographers the dps and that is a mark of a great man and a great director someone who knows like the the, how how Mm -hmm. great the team is around him um i'm sad this is over as i mentioned it's kind of crazy that you get succession and barry both ending on the same night like that's Mm -hmm um i mean I'm, i mean we have the idol to look forward to yeah so if it, yeah social media is gonna be real fun tomorrow. <laughs> like i i'm gonna go on twitter uh, just to see what people are saying i'm a i can't wait for the uh, blood that's gonna that is gonna be that's gonna be a fun thing to talk about when i'm running the show oh that's right yeah it'll be a be a real fun into the weekend wink but uh <laughs> but, 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 but uh yeah this is this is this is cinema this is peak television i yeah i I want where this ended up and we'll get into the spoilers Mm. yeah yeah loved it loved it Mm. wow yeah uh this is an amazing show um and this is you know considered one of the best shows on tv um it took me a while to kind of get into it uh, a lot of people telling me about it, uh, but yeah, I finally jumped onto it and we reviewed it, and we reviewed the. I think we reviewed up till season three. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, a we, while ago. Yeah, we um, reviewed. Uh, we reviewed the first two seasons when uh, right before season three was premiering because I kept bugging you about it. I kept saying, "Like, dude, we have to talk about this show." And it was like, yeah. uh, like prior to season three, the season two episode, Ronnie and Lily. 
it was in my list of favorite episodes of television of all time. I think it was like two or three. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the hype paid off. Uh, I think the hype kind of, yeah, it was definitely up there with the show. And, and, and I think, yeah, I, I very much loved it a lot. Um, you know, I have to pretty, probably watch all these seasons again to see like which one is the best mm-hmm. one. Uh, but I do think, you know, you know, sometimes it's tough series finales, you know, mm-hmm. going on a strong ending is kind of tough sometimes. And I think it does end very well. Um, hey, have a good night, uh, Cat Name. Thank you for staying for so long. Uh, have a good one. Um, but yeah, um, and I do think it has, uh, you know, an amazing kind of finale there. Great work by Alec Burr, Bill Hader. It's a great yeah. show. Um, I love all the characters in this show. I love how they all feel like really mm-hmm. full fleshed out characters. They all have these kind of, you know, being such terrible people. You know, they mean they make for such interesting yeah, it, people, you know, uh, <clears throat> Sally and everything like that. Yeah. It- uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a very hard thing to write absolutely deplorable people and to have them be yeah. this compelling in in many ways you're able to still sympathize with them. Yeah. Um and I think that's a testament to how great the show is and makes it really followed uh very, very well. Um yeah, so for me, yeah, I definitely give this peak uh television. Uh peak peak television here. Um so uh spoiler talk. For the show of Barry, <laughs> so, uh, are we doing spoilers? So, <laughs> so, so the, yeah. So the first big spoiler is I love the first two episodes that we got because the excuse me, it premiered uh, the first two episodes on the same night, and I think it's either the first or the second. It, and it because uh, a Vanity Fair reporter is snooping around the story trying to get like the real scoop, and. It's almost like Gene Cousineau can't help himself. Yeah. And he does an entire one man show about the events of the previous three seasons. But of course, because Cousineau has to be seen as like greater than he is, he embellishes the story. He gives Barry in the show like a lisp. He drops like the key detail that ends up fucking him in the end. Yeah. That, that irony was not lost on me because. Yeah, it's like we were talking about. He he got such an incredible ending mm-hmm. in a way to close out that chapter of his life. He captured the man who killed the the woman he loved. Like he shouldn't mm-hmm. be able he, to move yeah, on. Yeah, he now has the chance to move on, be happy with the mended relationship he has with his estranged son and his grandson. Yeah, and, and he it's not just can't help himself. And it's trapped, like it's incredibly tragic in that way because gene at a point you the show does a great job you really feel like he's evolving and he is trying to be better um the yeah, way it, that oh, yeah go ahead, go ahead. watching watching gene and this show it felt like watching howard in uncut gems it's like yeah you a good comparison it's like bro you had an out yeah like the off like <laughs> Because there is this point, and, and, and not to get too too deep here, but I think like I think when you're fucking around or fucking up, I, I do think sometimes the universe will actually give you an off ramp. Be like, okay, we're giving you a chance to like you know get out all the getting's good. Kind of like when you go to a casino and you're up, you know, a couple hundred. Like you like just leave now. You're good. Like you know, we, you got more money than when you came in. And sometimes people just don't take the fucking hint. And this is it's that for pretty much everyone. And that's what's so fascinating because everyone just refuses to let yeah, this shit ev- go. Everybody is like, no ho, Hank. Him and Cristobal have the chance to build this like really 
it's like even though they are still associating with like gangsters and criminals they're trying to build a legitimate business they're just yeah. still using those illegal connections but hank can't help himself he wants so bad to be like this hard gangster this like badass criminal and he, through it he ends up losing the love of his life and Which and th that in the last me. thing that's on Cristobal's mind is fuck you Hank. Yeah. And it like so th and, there's and, a and, and something that um that uh I want to get into it, it's just this beautiful juxtaposition because the previous season finale it was a uh, it was noho Hank like chained in this uh, little dungeon and we just hear the sound design of this tiger that they have just mauling his compatriots we just hear this uh the sounds of the torture that Cristobal is being put through. And here, all of that sound is just cut out and we're just left with Anthony Kerrigan's performance and just seeing and feeling and getting to stew in that heartbreak that he's feeling. It's, mm. it's so, it's so frustrating because yeah, to your point, he has like, in the, in the whole business are coming up with, that's legitimate. It's, it's actually fucking kind, clever. Like when you kind hear of it, brilliant. Like, yeah, I was like, that <laughs> actually makes a lot of sense, and it's it's really simple, but it's it's almost too simple that you would just not think about it. Like <laughs> that that's what's kind of brilliant. Like when you take a step back, you're like okay, yeah, and yeah, and Hank just he can't help himself, and 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 Fuchs, I won't lie, I I was I was. I was sad because I wanted Fuchs to die because I can't stand Fuchs. Like, there's just a <laughs> point where I'm like, God, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> he, like, he's like such a despicable snake. Yeah. It's like, he, he, he really even is. In, yeah, even in the first episode, he's talking to the FBI and trying to like work out this deal with them. And the second that Barry apologizes to him, he reneges on all of that, and he's trying to establish a gang in prison as the Raven, which well, he was dubbed. Well, it's crazy too because Fuchs is in that same in that same space in the sense of he just can't let Barry go. He's mm -hmm. so angry that Barry would even dare think about having a life independent of him that mm -hmm. it drives him literally insane. And you're just sitting there going like. Dude, you're on this random ass plot of land with this like <laughs> this woman who's way too attractive for you. With his, like with his bad as fuck Chechen girl, which sup? <laughs> yeah, sup, yeah, sup, girl. And, and 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 he goes, he and, goes and, out of his way he, to go back. And he and he gets told the story of like uh, a man seeking revenge. He like prays to the gods. He gets an army of panthers, but he ends up just ruining his own life. And his response is, so when does the army of Panthers come? Yeah, and, and, and there's just a point about <coughs> halfway through season two where you just know Barry's not gonna make it. Like you're just like he they're, they're, no. like this can't end with him being okay. No, this and, character this character does not deserve like the fucking like Dexter ending. He yeah, does and, not and, deserve to ride off into the sunset. And that was straight up what drove me nuts about season eight of Dexter is how, mm -hmm. like, because there's just a point where he's poisoning everyone. It's like, dude, he can't. Yeah, yeah. and 
this show it does so beautifully it showcases it delves into just how malignant a presence that barry berkman is. well said and it, and, and it's just and so but i was happy he didn't get some mm-hmm. glorious death like he got a yeah. very quick um <laughs> yeah he uh, got the uh and i think i sent you the clip of this uh yeah he got the he got the snl skit death yeah but <laughs> But it that takes me to the ending just real quick. Yeah, um, the ending I think is so fascinating because it, yeah, you go go ahead talk about yeah, it. the ending of this. It's like we get another time jump after uh, Kusuno kills Barry. It's just a very sudden thing. It's like Barry's getting ready, is talking to Kusuno's manager. He's like, "Yeah, my wife and my kid aren't here." It's like you should probably call the cops. I'll turn myself in. Because mm. he at that point he has nothing left to like keep going for. He was like, okay, I'll try and listen to what they said and face the music. And Kusuno just shoots him it's and kills blank. him. Yeah, shoots him twice. Yeah, once in the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and Barry's it, last words, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost like shock is like, wow, you were the one that got me. Yeah. And no, and- no, his no, but in his head, I could imagine his real last words were Oh, what you say? (laughs) 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 But, 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 but then we get another time jump. We see, uh, his, uh, son who's now played by Jaden Martell, uh, Sally, who's like a play director at a high school and Jaden Martell as a John Berkman. He goes to a friend's house and sees the movie that was made based on the story that was set up through, through the season. It was like they were making a movie based on Barry Berkman and Gene Kusnow. And we see this very warped interpretation of the story that frames Kusno as the real villain and Barry as just a kid who got strung along by a ma- by a manipulator, which is very much in line with a version that Kusno told in that one man show. And he murdered the one man who could have exonerated him. Wait, yeah. isn't isn't his older son played by Noah Champ? No, that's Jaden Martell uh-huh. from It. Yeah, no oh. shame. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the kid from Straight. Oh, damn. No, no, oh, no, man. no, wow. no not all white no. people look like. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my bad. I, I could have sworn I thought that was the kid from Stranger Things. Damn. I, I, mean, I was like, I, oh, it's. I mean, they didn't give him a horrible wig in this. I mean, I feel like that, that, that was also the, true. the indicator. <laughs> but, oh. uh, but, but we get this. Uh, we get this but we get this constant like almost shot reverse shot where we see clips of this movie play along it's warped versions of the story of the show just framing barry as a tragic hero and we see his son's reaction to it and i and i came away with like three and three interpretations of this ending because the because this fake movie ends with Gene Kusnow is serving life in prison for the murder of Janice Mox and Barry Berkman. And PFC Barry Berkman has been buried in Arlington Cemetery with full honors. And it ends with just this like wry little smile from Jane Martell. And it's like one of the interpretations I had is like Sally told him exactly what kind of man Barry is and told him the real story. And he is smiling because he knows this movie is bullshit. Two, Sally told like hints of it, but he's still 
choosing to believe that that is the real story, the one that's told in the movie. Or that's three, Sally kept him completely ignorant, and this is the first time he's hearing all of that. I'm leaning more towards option two. That that's mm-hmm. that's where I fell on it because I could also see, considering how young he was when mm-hmm. he's told what he's told by Sally. That that's something that he might have just put. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, and like immediately after he was told that he was involved in a shootout. Yeah, so that's <laughs> yeah. something that he might just suppress mm-hmm. like a motherfucker. Yeah, and um, and two, I don't think Sally is like a character that is that open and honest with her son because he tells true. her that she, that he loves her, and her response is, "Do you think that everybody liked the play that I just directed?" Yeah, like, which that that so well. Uh, <laughs> Because we kind of jumped all the way to the end there and then mm. kind of missed the middle part there. But it was like, <laughs> first, that there was a time skip there. Mm. And that, uh, and then before the time skip, we see that the, one of the last scenes is that Barry broke out of prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we broke out of prison, went to Sally's house because he's still obsessed with her. Um, mm. And I want to kind of get into real quick right, about, um, I mean, why do you think that she went with him? Uh, oh, it's I'll, easy. It's, yeah, go, go ahead. It's, it's because in this like idealized version of her like life and career, because before she was trying to steal a role from one of her acting students in a project like that nothing. she would have a hundred percent talked so much shit about is like, Oh yeah, yeah, this, this movie where it's just like supermodels and Halloween costumes. It's just like all acting with blue screen. There's no real story here. And she's trying to steal that role. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's and she it. tries and fails and even like uh that acting student's manager is like yeah i know what you're doing and i can't blame you for it but yeah not gonna happen yeah, but, but i'll no. keep you on and we'll give you seventy thousand for a role yeah like that 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 part was was hilarious to me but the reason she goes with barry is because barry sees her the way she wants to be seen mm-hmm. like it's just that simple that like, that's all yeah, that's always been their relationship. It, it's yeah. Barry idealizes her. He like uh, treats her like a princess the same way that her father did. Yep. And she chooses to accept that while ignoring everything else about him. And yeah, it's crazy how much she's willing to just like, he's even trying to pitch it to her because he knows how like hard of a sell it is. And she just goes, let's go. And I went... <laughs> Bitch, like, come on now. And I was like, not even the, skipping a beat. Yeah, as as my high ass revealed earlier, uh, they end up having a kid. And that that's honestly when I went, I hope you both die. Because it's one thing to have your bullshit with your partner. Mm-hmm. But to bring, you know, the whole sins of the father thing, to pass that shit on to a kid is mm-hmm. really fucked. And that kid, not like... All, and, and not only bring a child into it, but raise him in this kind of at times hilariously fucked up way because yeah. they're they're very isolated john in the brief scenes we see doesn't spend a t- lot of time around a lot of kids he's grows up in a very very warped interpretation of christianity and he's like yeah. the kid like just talks about like playing baseball once and barry's reaction is show him a bunch of clips of baseball fails which i Definitely may or may not have looked up on YouTube after to see if those were real. Were they? <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 
it's crazy how much they're gaslighting their kids just like at every turn like they like this kid to your point nick can't have a normal Mm -hmm. uh childhood and it's so it's so fucked up honestly because Mm -hmm. this kid he just wants to play baseball he just wants to hang out with kids his age Mm -hmm. very not crazy watch from a child very, and, very normal desires for a child and something you should do as a parent and even the way that barry's talking about himself uh during the time he served he's putting such a spin on it and what's so fascinating about the ending and in regards to how barry uh, portrays himself this is 101 the problem i had with american sniper mm-hmm. and i had and that was early on in me doing the podcast. And I was like, y'all, like, this is like, this is really problematic with how is like how Islamophobic this guy was. And, and he was in the military and we're just going like, yeah, Oscars. Like, uh, like that's I'm, really like, but Hollywood does that yeah, yeah, so ho- much. Ho- yeah. Hollywood idealizes these, uh, the, a lot of these uh, American servicemen with tragic backstories and they yeah. exaggerate and they spin a lot of the actual details it, to the point where it might as well just be pure fiction. I mean, I've talked about it when we uh, reviewed that Tom Holland movie, Cherry, is where yes. the book yeah. that that uh, Nico Walker wrote was very, very matter of fact about and very straightforward about you know his struggles getting out of the service and his drug addiction. And the movie just chooses to be Fight Club made by less talented people. Uh, <laughs> mm. Goddamn. Damn. Not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that kind of going on with Barry and Sally when they kind of went off. Uh, like I said, she went off with him. Um, went into this kind of secluded part uh, of the world. Closed off for everyone because, of course, he was on the run. A uh, few mm. stayed in prison for those eight years, came out, you know what I mean, and came out as, you know, the Raven. Came out, uh, came out, ha- came out, has a gang, just like locks eyes with a lady at the coffee bean, is like riding in the backseat with her, like the next scene later. Yeah, yeah. kind of like his super shredder moment. Like, this is the closest Fuchs will get to being a badass. Was- <laughs> yeah. Which was, which I mean, credit where it's due, I guess, because yeah, he actually comes out. Yeah. Like still a piece of shit, but like mm-hmm. doesn't need it. Like a piece of shit that doesn't need everyone like to throw people in front of them. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, he could probably handle himself. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. which which makes his decision in the finale so fascinating. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. Um, with uh, Noel Hank, you see that you know after you know he killed his partner, um, that eventually kind of went on and kind of dedicated things into his name, you know, tried to, it's like, you know, has a statue of him, you know, gets into this real estate, trying to start the, you know, trying to do the legitimate business that him and his partner originally wanted to do, Um, you know, has, you know, quotes of him everywhere, you know, even the quote he has about Dave and Busters, he's like, life should be, you know what I mean, uh, like a Dave and Busters. Um, So he's that kind of going on. Um, What do you kind of think about that with kind of the time skips there with some of the characters like Noel Hank and like the fumes Mm -hmm. there? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I, it, it like I, I do think I don't think Nick's wrong in the sense of there there is you this could have easily been the middle season before the time mm-hmm. jump if they wanted to get this to five seasons. Um I don't think that's a complaint, but I think that's a very fair thing to I and I'd be curious to actually ask Bill Hader that I'd be like, mm-hmm. why why not end with five? Why end with four? Because mm-hmm. so many shows end with five, dramas especially. Um, yeah, I, I think he, I think he actually touched on that. I think it was a decision that came about through the pandemic, 
because oh, you know, season okay. three got delayed for so long because uh, because uh, production got shut down because of COVID. So he said, okay, I don't know if something like this could happen again. I don't know if HBO is going to lose interest in this. So why not end the show on my terms? Interesting. Okay. That, I mean, that would make sense. Um, but I, but I do love the ending of, of the film because it talks, it really does talk about how we change up. I mean, I was hearing that about that Dahmer show that Ryan Murphy mm-hmm. did and how like a lot of people, rightfully so, I'm sure that's Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. were pissed the fuck off that he took all these fucking liberties. And, you know, um, I don't need to talk about Elvis because I've talked about that once or twice <laughs> on here, but, uh, but I, it's, yeah. And, yeah, we clearly hear Bill Hader's thoughts on shows and films and even true crime stuff like that in the show. Yeah, like he's not he's not subtle about it. Mm-hmm. But as I've as I've said about Spike Lee, I don't think people can catch subtlety anymore. So I'd rather mm-hmm. have someone be a little more aggressive with their message when you need to be. And I think this is a case where I, I think Hader nails what he's trying eh. to say. And um, if we tried carrot. Here's the stick. Right, right, right. Well said. Um, but it's the the violence in here is something I've always appreciated because it, it's it doesn't feel glamorous. It feels mm-hmm. like it would in real life as far as the gravity of it. Mm-hmm. And there's an assass- uh, there's an assassination attempt on Barry that is one of the funniest fucking moments <laughs> in the whole goddamn show. Like it caught me so oh, off guard. It has a. <laughs> It has a, especially for you SNL fans, it has a long-awaited SNL oh, cameo. So, so good. Fred Armisen. I was dying. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I was like, oh <laughs> shit, that's Armisen. Let's go. Um, but the way that whole scene plays out is funny and also fucked up at the same time because you get that initial laugh, but then what follows, you're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's right. It's this show. Um, and God, the show's just so great about doing that. Kind of giving that you know, giving you that moment, and then remind you like this is this gets fucked up. Um, when Noho Hank breaks down and actually admits out loud that he killed Crystal Ball, mm-hmm. that is that's one of those moments where I went, yeah, this is this is like the Emmy scene right here. Like mm-hmm. he he really needs to be getting uh, nominated for for this role. He he kills and, it. Yeah, and that's so fascinating because he never actually says the word. Yeah, he just says he just admits it quietly to himself and says, "You know what? Suicide by Fuchs." Yeah, yeah. and you know, say, so, you know, doing so well with the series, you know, blending the comedy, blending the kind of the darker elements of it. Uh, because when you know, one element that really stands out that was really funny in this was when Fuchs comes back when he comes, you know, uh, kind of gets out of prison, goes to see uh, Noho Hank. And then, uh, you know, first, you know, they have a good relationship, sets them up in a place. Then they start beefing. Um, and then eventually, Noah Hank sends guys to try to kill him. And he sends the heads back. <laughs> oh and then in the boxes. And then he's looking through the boxes like, I think these are heads. And he looks through each box and goes like, why am I still looking at these boxes? But clearly, there's still heads in these boxes. Why am I still looking at this? Um, so I, I think that, that stuff is really fantastic. And then, you know, eventually all these characters culminate into the, you know, the penultimate episode and then mm-hmm. oh well actually i think that no, was the finale there um well they all kind of come together then have the standoff with like you know noel hank and then there's uh, mm. uh fugues and then you think barry's gonna come because eventually there comes a point in time where barry has to stop hiding um and then come out and go back to la 
Uh, no, it's not even that he has to stop hiding. He just sees an article that uh, Gene Cousineau comes out of hiding while a Barry Berkman movie is being produced. And he's like, I got to go kill Fuchs. And he spends the entire trip back there trying, listening to like religious podcasts, trying to look for like one justification of murder. And the second he hears one, it's like, okay, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, went into hiding after Barry escaped. He just, just like went away mm-hmm. there. Um, he comes back only, you know what I mean? Because they're about to do a movie about Barry's mm-hmm. life, the studio. And he's like, you know, I, I think I come back. Mm-hmm. And like, like Hunter was pointing and, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and something yeah. that's so fascinating about that is that my interpretation, Gene wanted to hear their pitch. And the second that he heard that Barry was going to be the protagonist of that movie, he said, "Yes, okay, I'm pulling all support." Exactly. That that is exactly how I read that. It wasn't the fact that they were making a movie; it's the fact that he wasn't front and center. Mm-hmm. And that is insane when you take that half a second to think about it. Because it's like, dude, like you're you're profiting off of this woman. Like, let's call it what mm-hmm. it is. He didn't know for a super long time. Like, you're profiting mm-hmm. off her death. Like that should be, like, like that should gross you out enough. And it's just, it's fascinating how, you know, when you think, and even his son thinks, like, oh man, I'm, I'm, you know, he's ready to move on, he's ready to move forward, and he just, he, he can't, he cannot help himself. Like he thinks he's entitled to a certain level of fame, very much like Sally does. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you can't be happy with being. Let's be real, better off than fuck 80 percent of people 90 percent of people um i mean he's gonna do those what those master classes like the yeah the like like those aren't cheap it's like dude like you could like you could do this for the rest of your life and be good and but no he wants he wants that whole hollywood lifestyle and it's just it's so insane how if these again as people just take the goddamn off ramp and be happy like but getting in the way of your own happiness it's it, it's fascinating because it makes you think like do you did, does he really want it you, you know mm-hmm. what i mean like because when you self-sabotage that much like do you really want these things that you think you do or mm-hmm. like it's an interesting discussion because because barry was scot-free barry was <laughs> good and he just couldn't help himself and he got himself killed it's <laughs> it's weird but i mean because i mean you don't think he comes back to la for a good reason to kill him because it's like I think it was like, you know, he's going to tell too much information. And then if the movie comes out, then we're going to be more exposed. Everything I mean, like that. I mean, you're already in hiding. Exactly. That that was. Yeah. Like what? Like, I mean, what, what? Yeah. What changes after that movie comes out? It was like you have to go even to even more hiding. It was like and that's there. And that's what Sally's telling him, basically. Like, dude, like we're here. He's all over there. Like. What could he possibly say, like outside of our address, that would actually put us more mm-hmm. danger than we're in now? And Barry doesn't really have an answer for. Her. You know, he, mm-hmm. he 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 spins to some scripture bullshit, and you're just like, dude. Which very fun the way they point out mm-hmm. how people weaponize script the scripture mm-hmm. that, especially for Pride Month. Keep that in mind, everyone. Yeah. Um, That's that was my favorite little joke. The second he hears like one semi-religious podcast, like talk about sometimes you have to kill somebody. He's like, there you go. <laughs> cool. I'm good. Um, the fact that there's this very honest moment where Sally 
and him um, and their kid is in between them, and they're on this oh, yeah. uh, this hotel room. And she file looks at him, and goes, "You need to take responsibility for what you've done mm-hmm. and turn yourself in." And without missing a beat, without a sense of irony, he looks her dead in the eye and goes, "I don't think that's what God's will is." And I just start, and I, I cannot express the level eye roll I felt because I've <laughs> I've heard that shit so my, much. It's like, oh, you yeah, fucker. My, yeah, my eyes were rolling so fast they could travel back in time. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it, it, it's just, it's one of those moments where you go like, yeah, a lot of people just say it, say it for the status and say it for appearances. It's like, God damn, you don't believe a goddamn word of what you, of what you preach. It's, it's such a fascinating moment. And that was even for like the stamp of me going like, oh yeah, dude, there, you can't be allowed to live. Like you need to go. Like it's, ugh, it's so weird. So fucked and, up, <laughs> and like you said, uh, I mean, I really am fused. I mean, because he's such a rat character. Oh yeah, and usually you know, usually those rat characters typically live, mm-hmm. you know, pretty long. You know, they, they do, they yeah. Um, you know, yeah. But again, that kind of that was a perfect scene too because it did the this whole shootout and it ended in this kind of comedic kind of way because mm-hmm. people grenade is just somebody slipped out of their hand and just went off and. You know, horrifying moment to the, the violence does feel visceral, but it's also just kind of the, the comedy of errors here of these people, um, of how bumbling a it's lot like, of these criminals like, can be. It's like setting up this big action set piece as like Barry goes to a, like essentially a Rite Aid, just buys a bunch of guns and is just strolling right out there with them strapped to his back through the toy section. <laughs> it was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, the commentary on 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 gun violence is very apropos because he just walks up and says guns that's all he says he even say what what sort of gun i want he, and he, he, just, he like has like three m4 strapped to his back and is just strolling on out through the toy section doesn't even take them off to get into his car by the way and see the commentator i took away from that was that the that you know that's like when you go to a bar you can go surprise me like he like the guy just handed him a couple guns and went here, dude. And Barry went perfect and just walked out. And it's like holy shit! Like if you know, it, it, it's, it's a very dark scene. Like as funny as it is, but when you think about the, the context, yeah. it's like oh fuck. Um, yeah, yeah. He um, was in his bag this season. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Great, great season. Great show. Um, and we already said, you know, peak television. Uh, Pete Sarah there all around uh, for Barry. Um, any final thoughts on it before we move on? It's like this just off the strength of the season that Barry probably goes down as one of a, as one of the most satisfying series as a whole of TV of all time at least for me personally being able to have watched this from beginning to end being a little bit on the train uh, when it was first airing and then getting into it watching it week to week as uh, as the seasons progress and getting to this ending and re-watching it and seeing all of the context and all the build up for it ended so satisfyingly so much of what artist's intent was in versus final product and getting to that and having those two mesh beautifully. It's a rare thing in television. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy this ended on the high note that it did. 
it, it, it really just felt like a, a season that was completely earned. Um, to the people who are saying the season isn't funny, it's just the darkest humor that they've had. Like, it's still funny as hell, but there's just there's a lot of shit is, that you're like, it is like the blackest of black comedy. Yeah, it, it's very death. Uh, like something like it reminds me of something like Death to Smoochie. Where I was just like, this is I'm like, this is fucked up that these two, you know, children star uh, TV show people are trying to kill each other. I'm like, that's kind. Of, <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of amazing. Like it's. But yeah, this is a very dark season, but it, it needs to be for everything it's wrapping up mm-hmm. and what it's trying to say. But uh yeah, hater. I I hope hater works with A24. I feel like that's a no doubt at this point. Mm-hmm. Um Bill Hater doing an A24 uh horror movie would, would kick so much ass. Um, I would be there midnight, day one, <laughs> day two, day three. <laughs> like, like, come on, hater, but absolutely amazing season of television uh i'm sad it's good I'm, I'm sad it's gone i'm sad it's over but i'm excited to see what this takes hater next and everyone in the cast everyone in the cast deserves just all the things off of these performances mm-hmm. yeah yeah um amazing performances amazing show amazing kind of career process behind this um definitely will miss it um you know people remark this is one of kind of the best shows uh out right now yeah. Uh, so it is, you know, kind of somber that it is ending. Uh, but like you said, you know, good it's ending on its own terms. It didn't go out, you know, you know, we went out on a great note. It didn't drag its feet in getting out. So I did appreciate that um, with the season four. Um, loved a lot of the endings and conclusions uh, for a lot of characters. Um, you know, what happened with Gene Cousineau, him and Winkle's character, Sally, uh, you know, Reed, uh, her life, the, the life she's living now, just kind of being this stage director at a high school, everything like that. Um, and you know, kind of like how that kind of working out for her, and how kind of maybe a sad existence that is for her. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, um, uh, you know, and and you know, rip uh, no whole Hank. I mean, you know, he died so and but he died, hey, loose in the holding his partner's hands, even though if it was a golden statue there, but uh, that oh, that broke me, that shit. I was like, oh, fuck. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, amazing, amazing show. Can't wait to see what Bill Hader does next. Um, you know, I'd be, I'd say I'd be excited to see his directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, as far his as future, feature, feature, film feature, feature directorial debut. Yeah, uh, feature film directorial debut there. Um, so yeah, that was Barry, uh, season four.